Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Patty. Adam, how What's, are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really great this morning. Thank good. Thank you for asking. I feel like it's been a little while since we've chatted. I feel like that, too. Yeah, it's Even crazy. though we talk, like, every day. Well, text message and whatnot, but we've been, I've been yeah. traveling and you get stuff going on, so it's great to be back on. Uh with all of you listening. So uh, hope everybody's doing well. We've had a busy month this month, and I'm really excited about our show today. Um, May is uh, Mental Health Month, and we have an expert on the phone or with us uh, today uh, that we're going to be chatting with here in just a, a, a moment. But um, Patty, what am I? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Am I, am I forgetting anything? Some housekeeping stuff. We can do that a little bit later. What do you? Do you have anything you want to bring up? No, I don't. Oh. Um, it, I'm just really excited to get into the show because you know, for me, it's it's a uh, mental health awareness is a big deal. I've been working with military veterans now for over a decade, and. So I'm excited to see what our guest has to say today. Well, let's bring on our guest. Our guest is the founder of Leslie Inc. Um, she described a, a military brat, so she's got military background. I love that. Listen, she she is a, a businesswoman, a self a self help author, um, and listen, I. She. This is one of the things that she just is an expert in is the mental health stuff. So I'm going to bring her on right now. It's her name is Leslie Juvon. I care. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. You nailed it. Nice. All right. <laughs> Woo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much for uh, being on the show and taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with us today. How are you? I am great, and I'm so happy to be here, Adam, Patty. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to just share and, and talk about this conversation, which seems you know so taboo, and bring it to the light. Right. Well, listen, let's jump into it. Why don't you tell our listeners about yourself? All right. Well, let's talk about the, the military background. My dad um, was in the Air Force and in the Army, um, and he was stationed in Italy and um, all over the U.S., some parts of the U.S., and then as well as the Philippines, which is where he met my mom and where I was born. So um, I have, you know, the Amerasian background, and I have a dad who was in two branches um, for most, you know, the formative parts of my life. Um, it was all surrounded the military. Um, we lived on Clark Air Force Base, and then we also lived um, in Berlin right after the wall came down. So it's very fascinating how the military community has been such a major part of cultural, social change in the world, not just economic, but cultural and social. Um, and for me, seeing mental health and emotional well-being and an important part of our community as Americans has really had an, um, an impact on me because just seeing it from my own dad, um, you know, really shaped who I am today. Now, is that how you kind of started uh, down this path of, of mental health or doing what you do. I mean, it, you know, I, when I when I introduced people or introduced you, you said you're a happiness coach. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Like, what's I'm, what's a happiness coach? Well, let me tell you how it started. Essentially, I started. I wanted to go into um, the military. Actually, I wanted to enlist in, into the Marines, believe it or not. And I wanted to go in um, through the officer track. 
So I studied at University of North Florida um, international affairs, comparative politics, and I studied sociology. So human behavior, anthropology, also international law, international economics, especially during post-9-11 um, was really fascinating to me because, you know, I grew up in an international world, um, saw major things happen in Europe, and, you know, am a biracial multi-ethnic child, it was really important to me to be a part of that. Um, but then I graduated college and I decided I didn't want to go to law school. Um, it was 2008. I couldn't afford to go to law school. <laughs> so I went to California with my husband who's French and I noticed everybody was losing their jobs because of this crisis. And my Frank was like, hey, you know that there are people who do what you do. You help people, make them feel good, make them feel happy. Um, they get paid to do this. So I said, well, what is this? And he's like, it's called a coach. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I began to notice um, that this was a, a job that I could have. So I started coaching people, but specifically for their careers, people in major transition, people who lost everything, us included. My husband was laid off from his steady corporate job. I started coaching people, coaching people who were in government um, organizations like World Health Organizations, people who were in the government like mayors. Um, and I was helping these people and my career evolved into becoming a career coach. And then as the years had gone by teaching in France in a business school, personal and professional development, I started noticing that people needed emotional intelligence coaching because I was coaching pharmacists and, you know, biochemists and geneticists and people who are working in pharmaceutical companies. They had all the skills and the technical abilities, but the emotional intelligence was lacking. So their leadership skills, their decision making capacity was weak. So I started coaching in that area um, and that became even more stronger. Then I hit um, postpartum depression and anxiety after the birth of my first child. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was, you know, really losing my mind. And <clears throat> what happened was, is I was having a spiritual breakthrough. I was becoming highly intuitive, like seeing spirit and communicating and, you know, just feeling like, whoa, I've totally lost control of my whole life, like the sixth sense. Right. <laughs> um, at the same time as this was happening, ironically, one of my best friends from college, because I, like I said, I was in the international studies track. He was um, in, in the military himself. I think it was the army and he was a medic and his, um, you know, his caravan got blown up by an IED and he was experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder. And we were experiencing the exact same symptoms, scary thoughts, um, rumination, um, you know, all sorts of different things, you know, anxiety, um, panic attacks, all sorts of feelings. And we were, had a completely different experience. So mental health became such a major impactful um, area of work and fascination for me to help people spiritually, to help them psychologically, but to also help them practically in giving them tools to break through this. So that time in my life and seeing my friend who had a completely different experience with the same exact symptoms was very fascinating. So that that have really truly evolved my career into helping people um, bridge the gap between my life, its purpose, and how I feel and how I get through it. it my hats off to you because it's it's not an easy topic, really. Um, you know, to to discuss or to or to talk about, uh, and I think especially nowadays, I think anything with like PTSD or or anything that has mental health 
um, it seems like there's a, a stigma to it in today's society. Am I wrong for saying that? Oh, there's absolutely a stigma because, you know, especially soldiers, you know, you're supposed to show up, your ego is completely erased. So you don't have your individuality. You are a good soldier and having things like panic attacks or, you know, anxiety or depression, you know, you're not supposed to have these things because you're there to perform. And that can be translated into the executive workspace or even just any kind of workspace, honestly. So there is a stigma attached to that. Um, but if we look at some just basic statistics, you know, just in 2009, this was, you know, almost 10 years ago, mental and substance abuse disorders caused the most hospitalizations among our troops than any other cause. What does that tell you? You know, when we're looking at those facts alone and then we're at home and we're living with men and women who've experienced traumatic situations. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they were blown up with an IED. It could simply mean wow, I went to a foreign country and I saw children being abused or I saw, you know, children, you know, starving. I mean, these are traumatic experiences or or I, I witnessed, you know, sexual harassment or was a part of sexual harassment or whatever. Um, we have to bring this to the conversation that not that, quote, bad things happen to good people, but um, we all have emotions and that's a natural part of life and we cannot um, deny or ignore them any longer because you know, it affects our performance. Here, you, you said something there, and it's one of the things that I've, that it, I see in, in in the veteran community or whatnot is some people call out other people like, "Oh, you don't have this or you don't have that," and it, as far as like their emotional and the mental status, like oh, I have PTSD, I suffer from PTSD or or, or or whatnot, and it's I I always. I don't chug. It kind of it irritates me and it and it kind of frustrates me to the point where I almost get a little angry about it because it, how who are we to say that that person can't? We don't know what that person's feeling. It, you know, I I might see something and it may not affect me, but somebody else sees the same thing and it may affect them completely different. And what frustrates me is I think just, I don't want to say society, but for lack of a better better idea what I'm trying to gather my thoughts here is that there's too much judging going on I Mm -hmm. think with with the mental health and and this this stigma and whatnot what can we do as 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 individuals or as a society as a whole to kind of overcome this this stigma of mental health and how do we get the word out there and educate people more about it Right. Well, I think the first thing comes to mind is, is that emotions are a natural part of the human experience and they are an important tool in our senses to help us understand the world and to process events and things that are happening. Because, you know, at the end of the day, our, our minds are kind of like computers. We're processing all the time and our senses, what you know, whether it be extrasensory perception or even just what we see, what we hear, what we um, and physically feel, that helps us to process information. Sometimes the mind gets overloaded and we don't have enough time to process. For example, someone who's experienced traumatic situation, it could be, you know, like I said with my friend Greg, who, you know, was in the IED, um, you don't have time. You, you, you're, he's a medic and he got blown up and he's, you know, he watched his friend die and it's such a traumatic situation. You don't have time. You're just trying to respond and you're responding with what you've been trained. So you go to your automatic behaviors, what becomes um, 
you know, subconscious and you're just doing that. But then when the situation happens, like animals, for example, animals, when a traumatic situation happens to them, they actually go off alone and they shake and they process and then they let that negative energy fall away. But we don't do that to humans. We're like, something bad happened. You got to respond. Okay, get back to it. And if we can say that these emotions or mental health is a part of our processing traumatic situations or difficult situations, we have to allow the process to naturally go forward and provide the resources for that, then it won't be such a thing where, oh, you're just, you're just depressed or, oh, you're just, you know, you're, you're not in the mood right now or you're not being agreeable. And, and so we should just shun you and put you away. We have to understand that emotional intelligence, mental health is a natural part of our processing as human beings, actual human beings and as people and, and souls who are learning as we go through every experience in life. Folks, if you're listening right now, that means you're already on the internet. Go ahead and open up another browser. I want you to go to this website. Go to www.lesleeinc.org. That's L-E-S-L-I-E-I-N-C.org. Um, do that now. Since you're, if you're listening to us, go ahead and open up another browser. Go to that website and uh, and, and take a look. And that's how you can contact her. And we'll, we'll uh, actually, Leslie, how other than going to your website, is that the best way to get a hold of you? If somebody's they listening, they can go to my website. They can follow me on Instagram at Leslie Inc. Facebook as well, official Leslie Inc. Um, it just reach out to me there. You can DM me. Um, and it also, if you go to my website and you're curious as to you know, how could I help you? Um, we have different services. You know, we have, a, first and foremost, we have individual packets and we have a happiness assessment. Take that. It's 60 seconds, 10 questions. And it, it, by your answers, it'll help you figure out which area in your life stresses you the most. And that's a really good way of just kind of going through an initial assessment of going like, hmm, where could I begin if I were to begin the steps of getting help for myself? That's cool. I'm going to check yeah, that. I that. I'm, I'm going to try that out. <laughs> All right. You know, I do have one question. Um, so I work with a lot of uh, veterans who have post-traumatic stress from combat. And um, a lot of times they're not sure how to communicate with other people that they do have um, some anxiety or depression or post-traumatic stress. Do you have any tips on how, how somebody who actually has these problems can communicate better with their families on um, explaining how they may feel. Right. Um, see, the first place I would go for somebody who's having difficulty is just to begin to ex just tell them, what am I physically experiencing? And that's where I go. I mean, I'm such a sensitive, intuitive person that, I mean, I could feel if another energy's in the room, like, and I start to act weird. And my family now knows when spirit's coming through or if I'm feeling some kind of energy from somebody else, they know that. But my family is very accustomed to it. But some people have families who are not aware of the signs of someone being extra sensitive, I like to call it. If you're feeling that, just begin to say, hey, I sense feeling tight in this room. I feel a little claustrophobic. I don't know what's happening. Really just begin to talk about the physical experience um, before going into the thoughts because the thoughts could scare your family. 
like, oh, you know, someone's up to, you know, they don't like me or I'm not good enough. Just talk about your physical experience first. I'm feeling really stressed. I, so, I feel so tired. I think I need to take a nap. Um, really begin that conversation about your physical experience because people understand when you're tired. They understand that you're feeling overwhelmed or they understand these things rather than jumping immediately to the thoughts because thoughts can scare people and then they go, oh, I don't want any of that. I don't want you to tell me about what you're, what's in your head. But if you say, I need to take a break, back off. Okay, I get that. Or maybe I need a hug or I feel scared. Um, those are the the best ways that you could go um, forth. But I have to say, it takes a little bit of self-awareness to understand what your physical sensations are. So practice with yourself to understand what are you feeling. God, that's great advice. And, and, and she's right. It's not easy because I'll, I'll, I'll put myself out here. I've been working on that myself lately. And, and oh, really? yeah, especially like being around like family and stuff. I love my family, love my family. But after like the third day of being around them, it gets, I feel claustrophobic. It's like, okay, I don't know if I'm just like, I, you know, my mom says, you awfully irritable today. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I'm short. It's like, that's, you shouldn't talk to your mom like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not proud. I'm not proud of it. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that right now. But it's like I'm, I'm owning up to and to it, and I, and I know I do it, and I can't pinpoint what it is exactly. Does, if that makes sense. Oh, I absolutely understand that. I mean, f- for my dad, for example, his was rage. And it was, you know, you let these feelings build up and then he expressed it through rage and he would, you know, became very violent, verbally abusive and, you know, those kinds of things. Now, he wasn't verbally abusive to me. It was just my mom was the point of rage, you know, and um, but this is the thing. I want people who are listening and, and, and especially to understand that you if life is stressful. Life is full of stressful stimulus, traffic and, you know, getting us, you know, a bill can be stressful. I mean, you know, bad things happen. Yeah, they do. Life is stressful and we're supposed to pretend that it's not. Come on. And then these things build up, they build up, build up. But we don't allow ourselves, like I said, like the wild animal who's just been, you know, chased by the leopard, for example, um, to process get away, be quiet, to journal, to, we think that these are soft, frou-frou, woo-woo things, and they're not, they're a part of our emotional processing. Um, so if, if you, as a, you know, if you're, fa- if you're listening and you're a father, you're a mother, you're a professional, and you're going through all the stress, like, remember, unwinding, relaxing, not distracting, but really processing what you're feeling is essential to being the person that your family knows who you are. Because as soon as you recognize, like for my husband, I remember we had a conversation and I said, you know, when you're really tired and you're taxed, you become kind of vicious, like you're, you're passive aggressive and you'll say things. And he, and he just like was quiet for a second and he thought about it and he goes, you know what, you're right. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that I'm tired and I really need to rest. And if I get overtaxed, then I'll attack. And that's normal. And so to avoid that, give yourself some time to relax and to process. Uh, let's see. Relax. And <laughs> Taking notes. <Yeah. laughs> that first word wasn't in my vocabulary. I mean, I knew the word. I just didn't really know <laughs> how to do that very <laughs> 
But it's uh, so true. I mean, I coach yeah. leaders, business leaders, entrepreneurs, you know, even leaders of their own families. And we're supposed to be on on all the time, on all the time, working all the time from, you know, six o'clock in right. the morning until 10 o'clock at night. You can't be on all the time. And what's going to happen is you're going to wear out. You're going to snap. You're going to say things you don't mean that aren't even true. You're going to, you know, engage in self-destructive behavior, self-medicate, do take you know, alcohol and when you don't even want it. I mean, these are the types of behaviors. And if you recognize, oh, I'm doing these things, it must be there's something that's trying to talk to me that I've been ignoring and I've been pushing through it. And my best advice is if you're listening is don't push through it. Don't, just take a moment, take a breath and go, what am I feeling? And the truth is that the answer to that is in those emotions. There's always the answer within you, not within me as a coach, but within you as that person who's experiencing that feeling or emotion. All right, Leslie, I, I got, I want two questions that, that we're that I'm looking at here. And we've, we, I'm guessing we kind of touched on, on, on one of them already, but I'm going to ask it again. So sure. uh, three ways to improve anxiety and depression for those that are listening. All right. Three ways to improve anxiety and depression. The first place to start is on the physical level. The physical level is the number one. I call it as above, so below. Like in the Bible, it talks about on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, we think a lot. We we have, you know, spiritual ideals. We have, you know, thoughts. But then they eventually come down to the physical realm, you know, <laughs> and and I say, if you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling tired, or if you're not being yourself, you're not thinking like yourself, if you're not behaving like yourself, start on the physical level. Do things that will relax you. Uh, for me, it's going for a run. Uh, for some people, it's going surfing. Some people, it's getting a massage. It might be, you know, getting to a spot. Could be simply just going to sleep, for God's sake. You know what I mean? We're so sleep deprived. Um, take steps to physically nourish your body because an anxious mind cannot live in a relaxed body. You can't. And the second point I would like to add to that is, is we think we're in a stressful situation, but actually no, our bodies are just overtaxed and stress and we confuse what's going on for being stressful. Well, someone in your family might say, Hey, you know, um, why are you so stressed out? everything's fine. We're having a good time. And you're like, you don't understand. You don't understand my experience. It could be, you're just tired and you've been running and you've been thinking for everybody and you've been you know, mentally stressed. Well, I would say, Adam, take some breaths for you. Go for a walk, do yoga, do something that makes you feel good, you know, get a massage, whatever. And then you'll see once your body's relaxed, oh, the situation's not so bad. So that's the first place to start is Get into a relaxed physical state, take care of that body, get sleep, whatever it is that you feel that you might need or what your expert, you know, recommends, acupuncturist, a doctor, et cetera. Okay. The second place to go is um, really talking to your, your mind. And these are the repetitive beliefs that you have, it might be attitudes. For me, if I'm not in a good mental place, I find that I'm really critical. Oh, this person's that, or this is this way. Why can't it be this way? That's where I come from. I, I get really critical when I'm not mentally balanced. And I go, oh God, I'm, I'm being really critical. I don't like that. So evaluate what's going on in your mind. What are those things that are repeating itself? Oh, they don't love me. She's not listening to me. They're not going to believe me. Um, listen to that and begin to talk to it. Okay, well, if they're not going to believe you, why? 
and start to engage and ask yourself some really important questions. A lot of the times people just don't talk to that negative monkey in their head. They just listen to it and do what it tells them. Begin to question that negative monkey in your head. So that's number two. And if you can't do it on your own, go talk to somebody. And I recommend talking to somebody who's not going to be intimidated or frightened by what you're saying. An expert, I usually recommend, or somebody who you trust that has a lot of emotional maturity, a mentor to you, someone who's been there before and won't be intimidated or afraid of the thoughts that you bring forward. So that's number two. Number three is your spiritual. You know, what's the purpose? What are you going through in your life right now? You might be going through a transition. And, you know, if you're leaving the military and you're wanting to transition, you know, a civilian lifestyle, that's tough. It is very, very, very tough. And the people underestimate that. We don't give a lot of credit to our veterans who've transitioned into a civilian career. Um, And you're thinking about, oh, wow, I'm going through a life change right now. Let me put this into perspective. Um, what's the purpose of all of this that I'm going through right now? Or it could be, oh, I'm a young man leaving my parents and I'm going into the military. That's a big transition too. And those are conversations we need to have um, talks about. And there are at that level communities um, that you could talk to, a veteran center, it could be the VA, even though it's tough for some people to get help there. There are online communities, there are support groups, there's your podcast. <laughs> Listen to the Heroes Media Group, they're here for you. Um, you know, you also help firefighters. One of my friends, a firefighter, and he was so burnt out, so burnt out, he was having nightmares, and it was so bad that his. Um, and his community and the firefighter community were like, you need to get mental help right now. You need it right now. You got to take a break. And that's a part of that. So that's the spiritual. And it doesn't mean spiritual like Jesus and all this stuff. I mean, it can be, but it means your community, your tribe, you know, your brothers and sisters in your field. Talk to them. God knows that at least one person has experienced the same thing. And look at the overarching pattern and the situation that you're going through because certainly someone's been through that before so those would be the three ways awesome well folks we leslie we're 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 coming up on time here uh patty do you have any other questions um well i was just looking at leslie's uh website and i noticed that you can sign up for coaching and she did touch on that a little bit but um i noticed that you have different packages as well i'm really interested in it myself so i'm going to check that out more this evening um but Really, I think um, just in taking the time to look at the different services that you offer, I want to encourage our listeners to take a peek at that themselves because there is a lot of really great services that Leslie can offer and especially the coaching. I mean, the coaching is extensive, it looks like. You can help people try to figure out um, their business life, their personal lives. Um, so just a lot of great things there. I, I, I will I will say this is, you know, I've had coaches and, and stuff in the past, business coaches, uh, 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 personal coaches and, and whatnot. And, and those of you entrepreneurs, especially you entrepreneurs out there, if you are, if you're not working with a coach, check out her website, seriously. Um, it, it, and like Patty said, there are some great, great packages and it's www.lesleyinc.org that's l-e-s-l-i-e-i-n-c.org make sure you check that out uh leslie any parting words before we let you go today 
Thank you so much. I would say if if you're listening and you're part of a community organization and you're looking for someone to really talk about this issue at depth and to destigmatize, you know, um, mood disorders and mental health issues, um, let me know. Reach out to me at workhappy at lesleyinc.org and I'd love to talk to you and bring this message to your community. There is no shame in mental illness and mental health is a natural, normal part of our lives. Outstanding. Folks, we are out of time, but before we let you go, we got to make sure that we did some housekeeping that we didn't do at the beginning. So that being said, make sure you check out uh, our home network, Heroes Media Group. Go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all the great shows. Or if you want to become part of the HMG family, reach out to them. Um, Also want to give a huge shout out to the show sponsors. Frag Out Clothing Company. Nick uh, is a veteran-owned company. So Frag Out CC, if you need some T-shirts made, Nick's your guy. Coda Longboards. Uh, I always say these are like skateboards on steroids. These things are awesome. They're they're best in the business. It's Coda with the T K O T a longboards.com. They also make one now that that's electric. Um, I can't use it because I, I'll, I'll hurt myself, but th- these things are awesome. So you got to check them out. Uh, primal urge foods. Uh, Patty and I have been doing a giveaway of the meat sticks, uh, almost like last couple months we've been doing it now and I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing more of them uh, so you just got to pay attention but go to primalurgefoods.com and last but not least uh, our buddy Rick uh, Sean Ricks over at Rick's Roasters Uh, they do a ton of different coffees and teas in fact our coffee uh, at Heroes Media Group is actually in the White House and and Rick's Roasters is one that does all the brewing so go to ricksroasters.com and check them out Patty any parting words no thank you all for listening we appreciate you all uh, very much make sure you tune in next time until then you've been listening to The Decision Hour